You're listening to Deal Talk with 7MA, providing invaluable insight into investment banking and the M&A space through honest conversations with industry thought leaders, business pioneers, and innovators. We'll pull back the curtain and give you the inside scoop on trends in our targeted industries and provide you the tools to better position your company in today's market. In this episode of Deal Talk with 7MA, Leroy Davis sits down with Horacio Yanaropoulos, Seven Mile's newest managing director and head of our LATAM practice, to discuss his new role at Seven Mile, how his background will benefit business owners, and trends across the IT services space within Latin America. Well, Horacio, welcome to Seven Mile Advisors. We're really pleased to have you working with us. I guess you've been on board now for, what has it been, a month maybe or so? Yeah, a month and a half, I think. Yeah, but but we're really pleased to have you join the firm. You have a very good background from our perspective to join the firm because for a lot of reasons, I mean, but they include the fact that you were a former client. So you were with Bellatrix. We work with Bellatrix based in Argentina and their sale to Globant. And you worked with Bellatrix and you later joined Globant and their corporate development group, and now you've joined us. And we've we've done that before. So we sold a business, Aero Digital, down in Palm Beach, and Mark Lander, who's a managing director with us, joined us later. And we really like that formula because we feel like it offers a lot of value to our clients in that now when you're working with our clients on the sell side, you bring a level of understanding to the deal that we as investment bankers who were largely just kind of involved in transactions, frankly, don't, don't have, we've just been doing investment banking all of our lives and we really haven't been a part of a company that's sold. So we're, so there's a lot of reasons why we're, we're, we're glad that you've joined, but that's certainly one of them. In addition to the fact that you're in Latin America and you have an ex, a lot of experience in the technology services space down there, and that's a really important strategic area for Seven Mile. Not to mention the fact that at Seven Mile, we try to work with people that we enjoy working with and we know that we know that when you go through a transaction with somebody and you come out the other end of that, everybody still smiles. It's probably, if you can withstand that, you, you probably can withstand a lot of stuff. So anyway, welcome. Maybe you could introduce yourself and share some of your experience at Bellatrix and some of your experience at Globan. I know, I know that people would love to hear about that. So thank you very much, Leroy, for the introduction. Thank you very much for letting me be part of the Seven My family. I'm very excited to be part of the group, and, and again, thank you very much for, for this opportunity. To be summarizing part of my history, let's talk about what happened before I, I came into Bellatrix. I was uh, appointed as a CFO of a multinational company in Chile, and then in 2016, I returned to Argentina, where I joined the, the Bellatrix project as a CFO. The company, as you know, was growing at much higher rate than the market. However, it was only being financed by the owner. So at that time, they realized that they needed an external investor to help them maintain this level of growth, whilst also, of course, expanding the business to other Latin American countries. When I accepted the opportunity to work at Bellatrix, it was clear that I needed to help the owners with the transformation from being a very successful Argentinian family-owned company into a world-class multinational. Bellatrix was already world-class on the delivery side of products and services but there was still a lot of room for improvement within the administrative and finance aspects of the business. So with these clear defined requirements in mind, the founders hired me 
to organize the internal processes of the company, while they also hire Seven Mile as the external experts advisors on how to approach the financial market. And that, Leroy, you know, proved to be a very powerful and extremely successful partnership. Yeah, it did work out well, and we were grateful to do it. I think from our perspective, it looked like it had a great outcome for the employees and the owners and the and the customers of Bellatrix, as well as for Globeman. It appears to have been a, a pretty successful acquisition. But from your perspective, why do you why did you guys think that Globeman was the right home? Well, I think it was obvious that Globeman was the right partner from the very beginning. Although uh, you at Seven Mile introduced us to several other potential candidates, because again, you have a great presence in the IT sector and, and a lot of network and contacts in the market. But, you know, Bellatrix and Globan share not only the same values, but also similar culture and innovation of growth. So with Globan, Bellatrix expected to increase its presence in America and addition, provide new services offering to their existing clients, such as, for example, I don't know, artificial intelligence, machine learning, customer experience, and of course, improve the services they, they've been providing at that moment. Additionally, you know that Bellatrix founders were also looking for a deal that would also help in bringing new professional opportunities to other employees and take the company to an even higher level. And all that happened. Yeah. No, it's, it's nice when it works out that way. And, I, and I'll say, I'd be hard-pressed to name a deal. I'm sure there's, we've done a lot of deals, so I'm sure it's happened. But I'd be hard-pressed to name a deal where something pretty close to that didn't wind up happening. It used to be, when I first started doing M&A, it just felt like a lower percentage of the deals that we did wound up being really successful. It just, it was simply because M&A is a hard thing to do as a buyer. Yeah, uh, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to find the right company. It's hard to size it up. It's hard to get the integration right, and particularly with the people-based business, you get the culture thing wrong, which is not always easy to put your finger on. Then get sideways. But but it just seems like I don't know. It, it feels to me like over the past ten years, fifteen years, or whatever, it feels to me like M and A, particularly in the IT services space, has just evolved and matured to a point where more companies are just getting it right. I think it's just more of a competency for folks and they're successful at it. Now, Horacio, that that project was fun for us for a lot of reasons. It's always fun when they close, but it was fun. I know that Beltrix did not want to run like a really wide process. They they, they wanted us to just talk to a, you know, a few logical companies of which Beltrix was one, but I recall that we wound up going all over the planet literally talking to different yeah. buyers in different in different regions looking for that. And there's just there was and still is a tremendous amount of interest from a lot of different buyers and IT services companies with development capabilities in LATAM. That seems to be a very powerful trend, look no further than Globance trading multiples and, and some of the valuations that have gone on in that region. What do you attribute that to? Like what, what's got everybody so interested in LATAM? Well, I think that in LATAM, there is a lot of opportunities still now. Many companies that are in Europe are, are looking to deliver nearshore services to the state, and they also realize that the way to do that is by having a footprint in Latin America, because we know that the nearshore for the state is Latin America. And what happened during the pandemic, as we all know, is that many companies realized that they were well behind in the digital transformation aspect of their companies. So at that point, they decided to 
make the projects they had in the pipeline as soon as possible. So many services were asked for come on many new projects come for companies in the States. And of course, they wanted to make that project with companies located in Latin America. So what we've seen in the last year and what we're, we expect to see in the future is that this pace will continue. Many companies will try to catch up in the digital transformation processes. And of course, many, many new projects will be happening to be delivered from LATAM. And this creates a lot of opportunity for LATAM IT companies. Yeah, I, and, and I'm very happy to see that region do so well in this sector. I mean, this is a sector that we've covered a long time and we've seen different regions participate in and do well. And we're very happy that LATAM sees, appears to be thriving in this space. And as I mentioned, and, and you know, it's a very strategic area for us to focus on and have good expertise on. And you're, you're instrumental in doing that. And further, I'm impressed by the region's ability to train and educate people, basically, to allow companies at scale like Globant to grow as fast as they have. What has the government done or other entities done in LATAM to facilitate this to base, you know, or the education system to be able to produce this many people that are this well trained up that are so capable to participate in this digital transformation? economy that's going on? Like what, what have been some of the things that you've seen that have been successful in training people up? It's different country by country, you know. For example, uh, in the case of Argentina, Colombia, Mexico, you have many universities. So the talent pool is bigger than, for example, countries like Chile or Uruguay, where you mainly have private universities and you don't have as many engineers coming from those universities. And also uh, the case of, of Brazil, you have many universities and the government is trying to help companies with different types of tax relief. I really know the case of Argentina because there's a specific law that has been passed many years ago and, and was renewed last year. And this law will help companies with a reduction of around 40-50% of the label cost, an additional reduction of around 50% of the income tax cost in the case their companies in the IT sector, and of course, they're mainly exporting services to different other countries. And of course, if the country is the US, where you are going to get revenues in dollar base, this is all, all, of course, better for all of the stakeholders. But as you said, many governments realize that they have that talent pool. There's a good business in the near shore that is selling services to the state, and they have been trying to help companies with these types of tax relief. And this is what's going on in LATAM. And that boosts, of course, the possibility to grow as companies like Global Mercado Libre and even Bellatrix did in the case of Argentina. Well, it has certainly been effective and successful. Yeah. And I, know, I know that we're happy to see it. So back to your background a bit, Horacio, what do you, as you think about Investment banking and, and M&A and so forth and, and working for clients, how do you feel that your background and experience will, will assist seven-mile clients, and, seven mile clients in, in their journey and the M&A process? I think that my background has been changing through all my, my career. So on one side, I know that many, many financial advisors come from investment banking backgrounds and have, of course, revenue experiences. It's possible that some of them 
could have been in a top-level financial role in a company or even participated in a, in a transaction. In my own personal situation, I can bring to the table a more complete professional experience, I think. First of all, I was an external advisor, consultant in deals in transactions with Pricewaterhouse in Argentina. Then I was a CFO of a couple of multinational companies, I said, learning the, the relevant processes from the inside. Secondly, partnering with Seven Miles, we helped transform and sell an IT company to one of the biggest players in the market. And finally, I was part of the team that led the last six, seven transactions that Globan did last year. So again, I think this is a huge experience that I can mix part of being inside of a company, part of being advising companies from the selling side and now, and then being inside one of the, of the most important companies buying other IT, IT services company, not only in Latin, but also in Europe. So again, this is a, a huge experience I have from both sides. I agree with you. And I think it's a formula that we've seen work really well. So we're highly confident that that's exactly what's going to happen. Related to that, you know, we've got big aspirations for Latin. We've, we've actually had quite a bit of success there and have closed a number of transactions in that region without having a physical presence there. So now that you're there, Obviously, we think we're going to do even better. What are some of your goals at the firm? I think that's, that's very important to understand and share the culture and values of the companies. Companies in LATAM are normally family-owned business or closed companies that have a tendency to feel the, the financial market only applies to, to big firms. On the other hand, there, there, there are many VCs and private equity groups investing in, in startups and middle market IT companies in LATAM. So they, they understand the importance of being, of being close to the entrepreneurs and to be able to support them, not only with money, but also, I think, with network and experience. So this is, I think, the most important goal in LATAM, to be close to the companies, the investors, the entrepreneurs, to be able to share with them experiences and, of course, local knowledge as well as the need to advise and educate them on what is going in the market, the value drivers their business have, and how they can, at some point, monetize all the time and all the effort they had been doing during the last year. Yeah, you know, the other thing, we use this term LATAM, like LATAM is some monolithic place mm-hmm. where it's just homogenous, and whereas you know that it's actually a very diverse continent with a lot of different countries and each country is like moving at their own pace and it's just different. Which regions or countries within LATAM have you found to be the most compelling, I guess, for, for investors to date in terms of location where people set up? And what do you think of the future? Like which, which, one, which regions are you looking at in the future where, the, where there'll be a lot of potential? Well, it's interesting because that has been changing during the last 10 years. You know that at some point, LATAM companies always try to follow Globant as a successful case study. And again, between five to seven years ago, 10 years ago, if you pick the most important what they call unicorns, you will find that three out of five of them were from Argentina, Globant, of course, included. However, nowadays, you can find companies under that category in many, many other countries like Colombia, Mexico, Brazil, and even Uruguay and Chile have their own unicorns, having been small countries. Talking about the usual suspects, you know, Argentina, Argentina, Colombia, Costa Rica, Mexico have a huge talent pool, 
a very high proficiency level in English, which has historically been one of the most important constraints when selling agile projects to clients in the States. Chile and Uruguay are the most politically, economically stable countries in the region. However, the talent pool, as we mentioned before, is reduced, so professionals are more expensive than in other countries. So those are countries where you could be looking for specialized companies that can sell services at higher prices. Peru has been a big surprise. Bellatrix opened its second delivery center there, and within a couple of years, had turned into the most important one due to its great talent pool and the fluency in English. So I guess that Peru is going to continue growing in the future. And, and you know that Brazil is a different animal. It has a huge internal market, an amazing talent pool. At this moment in time, companies are mainly focused on delivering services to the local market. As I said, they, they have some language constraints. But this situation is reversed. The market is looking for investors, and we expect to see many deals coming from Brazil also in the future. Very good. And then overall, Horacio, if you had three or four bits of advice you could offer to a business based in LATAM that's contemplating an exit or a sale within the next two to three years, what, what, what sort of advice would you give? Of course, what the investors are looking for now, keep focusing revenue growth and gross margins, have a 50% of your revenue coming from exports, run and organize the company, always bear in mind that at some point in the future, you will need a financial investor. This is something that Latin companies should always have in mind. I think that part of the successful of, of many of the companies we've been talking about was the, that they got an external board of advisors that was able to help them define and review constantly the strategy of the company. And at some point, when, when you finally decide, when the company finally decides to go to the market, it's important for Latam companies to have confidence in investment bankers like Seven Miles in this case, to help them work on the value drivers as well as to help them monetize their past efforts. Very good. You know, we've been doing M&A in the IT services space for a long time. I've been doing it since the late 90s. And you see trends come and go for sure in this space. But it sure feels to us like the whole LATAM thing is here to stay for a long, long time. And I'm very happy about that. We're really excited about the fact that you joined the firm. This is a very important growth area for us. And for us, Horacio, as we, as a firm, as we think about growth, we definitely have areas that we want to grow into. But for us, it's always, well, it's going to take the right person, you know, before we do something. Because ours, just like the IT services space, is very much a people-based business. And when we um, met you and, and the current trajectory of your career that you're at, and, and it seemed like you joining the firm was a possibility, we're, we got very excited. So we're extremely grateful to be working with you and we look forward to, to great things. So thank you very much. Okay. Thank you. And again, thank you for the opportunity and let's continue talking about LATAM whenever you want. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Deal Talk with 7MA. You'll find more information and resources based on today's discussion exclusively on our website. 
If you're looking to dive deeper into today's topics, head to 7mileadvisors.com to speak to one of our bankers today. That's the number 7, M-I-L-E-A-D-V-I-S-O-R-S.com. 7M Securities does not make any investment recommendation for any company or security that was discussed, nor does the firm offer any tax advice. Consult your tax advisor for any tax matter that might apply to you or your business. 